Blog Talk Radio. The Squeak Ring. I'm your host, Marion Afua. Thank you so much for joining me on this morning. As I said in the intro, it is definitely an opportunity for us to let go of all those things that continue to attempt to hinder us from being exactly who we are destined, created, and designed to be because we are nothing more than the greatness and an exponential representation of our assignment 
and our divine creator. Welcome. Today we're going to be joined um, by Brother Guru. Brother Guru and I will have conversations today about the power of meditation and indigo children. You know what an indigo child is. If you don't, you're going to find out today. So sit back, relax, and stay tuned as we return after these commercial breaks from here on Moments of Conversation. Author Marion Afford has written two powerful and thought-provoking books, Not to My Reality, Encouragement While Dancing in the Storm, and Seeking Escape, A Conversational Journey to Your True Reality. They both offer therapy for the soul that is filled with empowerment and offer a code of conduct for an enhanced life and longevity. These books are available everywhere books are sold, including Amazon.com and MarianAfoa.com. You can also join Marian Afoa for moments of conversation on Blog Talk Radio, Tuesday and Thursday mornings, 10.30 a.m. Central, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Marian Afoa, Not My Reality and Seeking Escape, two books that you don't want to let miss out on your next book club or book conversation. coach, minister, author, and inspirational speaker. These are just a few titles used to describe Marion Ifua. But her name says it all. She is an innovator and bringer of change. If you desire to change for the better, contact Marion Ifua at 480-269-1038. 480-269-1038. Or by visiting efuaspeaks.com. E F U A Speaks.com. Marion Efua. Change for today, tomorrow, and the rest of your life. Experience transformation by unleashing your power. Discover and activate your talent, ability, passions, and the end result you desire. Join international transformation expert Marion Fuller at the Living Exponentially On Purpose Seminar. Learn how to maximize your greatest assets and live exponentially. For more information, visit www.efuaspeaks.com. E-F-U-A speaks.com. Or call 414-604-6271. Live exponentially on purpose. And we are back here on Moments of Conversation. Yes, I want to invite you out to join me as I go and do the Living Exponentially on Purpose seminars. I will be in Dearborn, Michigan on April 18th at the Adoba Hotel. And that one begins, I think, at 9 a.m. in the morning. Um, And there's a second one that's going to start at uh, 5 p.m. So come on out and enjoy me. I'm guaranteeing you just go to the website. Look at some of the feedback. I'm telling you, it's an awesome opportunity for you to come out and participate in that. 
So also I'll be in uh, the Chicago, Illinois area on the 28th of April as well, and then moving on on the May 11th on to Baltimore, Maryland, where I'll be joined by the Reverend Dr. Craig Wright. You know him, the one that's here that gets us all together because numbers all add up, as he says, as he does numerology and spiritual readings, and so he'll be joining me in Baltimore, Maryland. Then I'm off into Louisville, Kentucky, where I'll be joined by um, Dr. Gigi, which is another phenomenal uh, metaphysical uh, practitioner that will be joining me in Louisville, Kentucky. And then when I go to uh, Phoenix, Arizona, I will be soloing again, as always. But you know how we do it. It is going to be an exponential experience. So go to the website at afuaspeaks.com, E-F-U-A-Speaks.com. Go into our events and register today. Uh, we got a great early bird special. I'm telling you, you're saving a lot of money. So it will not be at this rate for long. So go ahead and register yourself today and tell a friend and bring a friend. Today we're going to be joined by Brother Guru, and he's going to be talking to us a little bit about meditation. Well, one of the things I find is that so many of us are, are cautious about, you know, what's the right way to meditate? How am I supposed to meditate? What does it look like? Am I doing it properly? But really, meditation is about being quiet and listening to the divine creator and to uh, your spiritual guides and presences that are assisting you on your journey, that are providing support to you during your journey as you become more in alignment with your and aware and have clarity for your assignment, the reason why you're here. So when you're in meditation, it's not about doing it the right way as much as it is about you just doing it. Quit getting confused and caught up and procrastinating because at that moment that you do, that's typically when things go a little bit out of whack because you're so busy worrying about technique and process that you forget that it's time for you to engage and listen and not have an expectation for the message. It's the place and the time where you affirm the balance and the harmony that exists within you. The moments that you take out of your day when you don't think about anything, when you just breathe in the pneuma and the experience of the divine and you blow out as much as you can that is making your body feel tense and tight and uncertain about what to do. At that moment, when you begin to understand that, that's how you will know that you are doing, quote, unquote, you are doing meditation the best way for you. And, yes, I know initially when you start doing the meditation, you are going to feel as if, you know, you have all kind of thoughts coming in your mind. You can't get quiet. You're wondering if you turned off the tea kettle. You're wondering if, the front door is locked. You're wondering if anyone is going to call or get you return a call. But soon you begin to understand that it is really a sacred time, a time that is set aside for you to get into communion with the divine spirit, a time for you to allow the divine spirit to give you the messages, the codes that are placed within you to help you deal with the circumstances and situations you are experiencing right now in your life. The time in which you are going to experience 
messages that guide you, inspire you, take you into a place where you need to be. Yes, meditation is something that you do have to practice. You just can't wake up today and say, I'm going to meditate and it's going to be okay. You can do that. But it takes time for you to really be able to get to that purest state of existence where you're just being. We talk about just being. Behold the essence that is surrounding you. Because at that moment that you're so still and you're quiet and you have emptied out your mind, real thoughts, real ideas, real constructs that are necessary that you need to make manifest in your life, in your environment, that will assist and impact others around you, will be given to you. Meditation is a powerful tool to relieve stress. Meditation also has the ability to contribute to the healing of your body. Because in that state of total surrender, in that state of nothingness, in that state of just being, your body doesn't have any distractions. Your mind is off duty. And therefore, your spirit can take over. Absolutely, it can. 100% it will. And you will find answers that you were not even aware existed. Absolutely. That's my premise. That's my preface to our conversation today on meditation. And I will have a conversation with all of you on today on this topic as Brother Guru joins us here uh, on the program. And we are going to enjoy this conversation together. I'm looking so forward to this every time I get here. I realize there's so much more that we have been uh, um, denying ourselves every day when you just take time out just to relax and chill, relax and hear what we have to hear. But the guru, what do you think about that? Do you think we're just, uh, what do you have to add to that about the meditation? I mean, I know I gave my little my little two cents. How are you doing well, this morning? Greetings. I'm doing well, Empress. How are you today? Honored. Honored by life. Thank you. Yes. Um, I feel that everything basically has uh, ingredients. It's, sometimes it's not necessarily um, the ingredients, but the application. I'm starting to realize that myself. Um, it says in the Bible that we should uh, meditate, fast, meditate, and pray. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I really feel that it's very important. Somebody once said to me, um, singing and praying is speaking to the, to God. Meditating mm-hmm. is listening. So to go Absolutely. into that silence and that stillness is it, it's, it's definitely um, healing and meditation. Uh, was it healing and medicine to the soul? So I definitely agree. Yes. You know, um, it, it was brought to my attention um, as I was talking, and I thought about how our theme song on the show is Breathe, 
and how important breathing is. I mean, how much more can you become at peace and in a calm state, in a state of receptiveness, as when you begin to count your breath? And it's so important to count your breath because even when you go to the physician, the physician, while they're taking your pulse, distracting you by counting your pulse, they're counting your breathing. We're taught that in med school. We're taught that in basic training. You know, if you're a nurse, a nurse assistant, or I forget what they call medical assistants now, right, you are taught that as you're taking the pulse, count the number of breaths that a person, whether or not how deep they are, how shallow they are, do you hear any sound? And so if you were to just simply just take that moment to begin to allow yourself to count your breath, to Feel your breath coming in because as I often talk about, when you're taking that breath, you're taking in that newman of the divine creator. And so that pneuma, that new breath, that, that, that's where pneumonia comes from. It means air or breath, right? So you take it in and you just, you're able just to begin to focus on that. And I often say, I like to say that when you're taking in your breath, your entire physical body begins to rise when you take it in. It feels it and it swells it. And then when you blow it out, it just kind of clumps. Into a falls into a clump so that everything can be emptied out and there's space for you to be refilled and rejuvenated. Go ahead, Guru. I heard you trying to get in there. No, that that's that's very interesting what you're saying. I was I was thinking about that also. Um, how important and how basically simple it is. You know, even though I guess it sounds to say simple, it is mm-hmm. just to sit there, be still. And like you're saying, focus on your breath. Um, they call one thing the fight and flight mechanism, like most people breathe in their chest. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it is more healthy and more conducive to life and uh, peace of mind to breathe in your belly or in your furnace, as some people say. You know, um, yeah, I think it really is that simple, just uh, keeping your mind clear and focused, I guess it would be the challenge. But overall, it's like you're saying, if you focus on the breath, if your intention is to uh, program or just say, like, for example, every inhale is more life, more love, or whatever, you know, mind over matter, I think that's that's very powerful. It's interesting that you brought up the breath. It's very important. I agree. Was, um, I'm hitting, I'm hitting buttons over here. Don't ask me why. I'm probably because Jabril is not here, so I'm hitting buttons today. But you know, yeah, and so I, I, I agree with you because um, initially when I started meditation, and we're gonna, um, when I started this conversation about meditation with myself, it was back in maybe 2008. 2009, I think I was, when I wrote the book, um, Not My Reality. And as I was doing it, I, be, I noticed that certain things would have me so excited, certain certain um, conversations that I had with the divine that was leading me or, re, or taking me back to retype those handwritten notes that I had sketched in early mornings or going back and pulling up those old texts that are, you know, to transform them into this book. I found myself having to actually do some deep breaths because there were still some emotional um, connections to it. And once I started 
going into that breathing and say, I'm just going to breathe, you know, I'm just going to breathe, I'm just going to not focus on that. I'm not trying to go back to that memory. I only want to hear why I'm revisiting this right now and be guided. And I think so often we're trying, you have an intention, your intention is to become more and commune more with the divine creator in your, in your meditation. That's the only thing you need to know that it's for. There is no, you know, you can, I've seen people meditate standing, you know. I've seen, I've seen people meditate in a chair. I've seen people meditate on the floor. I've seen people meditate laying on their backs. I've seen people, believe it or not, meditating, you know, just kind of anywhere in their cars. So, you can play music. You don't have to play music. I mean, you can you can have on the lights. You cannot have on the lights. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that you understand that you meditate because your body needs to just be to receive. You know, I often refer back to nature because nature is the best example of how to surrender to the divine. The trees move by the unseen wind. Yet we hear the rustle, and then they stop, and they're still. And then there's a point when they let go of their leaves, right, those trees that do let go of their leaves. And even the so-called evergreens, if you watch them, they shed. So they all go through their process of letting go some things that are dead, that are not in line with that life spirit that dwells within them. So that's our hint, how to just be. And give in to the move of the unseen. Hmm? Okay, I'm going to be quiet, but good I'm getting deep on them today. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, beautiful, though. You definitely feeding us. Yeah, go on, please. Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you will. I know you will be coming. I do it today. You know, but <laughs> I want to encourage you to do that. And uh, yes, yes, yes. I'm going to start. i got to start promoting these books more, right? Um. And so, yeah, there is a section in Not My Reality about that. There is a section in Seeking Escape that talks about this whole concept of just being and the whole concept of meditation. Because if you ever think about it, you become overstimulated. You ever be in a workshop or training guru or, or maybe even in your spiritual center or church, but they just talk and talk and you're like, what you talking about? Remember Charlie Brown, the teacher? Mm-hmm. Womp, 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 womp. Yes, yes, you know, so you need that time to diffuse. You need that time to empty out whatever has been placed in your immediate vibration because really we all are spiritual vortexes. You know, I claim that title, but really that's because I understand the power of what I do, and when I look at my at the gifts I've been honored with, I understand that's what I am, and you are too, because you too have these gifts. You too have these abilities. You too have, have the opportunity to function in the same capacity, which is working to get you to that level of awareness and trust in them so we can go forward. I think that's the best way to say it. I know that's the best way to say it. When we come back, I want to talk about for the Google how this could help elderly people Wonderful. and children. And what children. about children and me? Yeah. So can we do that when we come back from this commercial break? Sounds beautiful, young and the old. That's right. The the beginning and the end of our legacy. 
So we will be right back after these words here on Moments of Conversation. Experience transformation by unleashing your power. Discover and activate your talent, abilities, passions, and the end result you desire. Join international transformation expert Marion Fuller at the Living Exponentially On Purpose Seminar. Learn how to maximize your greatest assets and live exponentially. For more information, visit www.efullspeaks.com. E-F-U-A speaks.com. Or call 414-604-6271. Live exponentially on purpose. Author Marion Afford has written two powerful and thought-provoking books, Not to My Reality, Encouragement While Dancing in the Storm, and Seeking Escape, A Conversational Journey, to your true reality. They both offer therapy for the soul that is filled with empowerment and offer a code of conduct for an enhanced life and longevity. These books are available everywhere books are sold, including Amazon.com and MarianaFullSpeaks.com. You can also join Marion Afua for moments of conversation on Blog Talk Radio, Tuesday and Thursday mornings, 10.30 a.m. Central, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Marion Afua, Not My Reality and Seeking Escape, two books that you don't want to let miss out on your next book club or book conversation. coach, minister, author, and inspirational speaker. These are just a few titles used to describe Marion Ifua. But her name says it all. She is an innovator and bringer of change. If you desire to change for the better, contact Marion Ifua at 480-269-1038. 480-269-1038. Or by visiting efuaspeaks.com. E-F-U-A-Speaks.com. Marion Ifua. Change for today, tomorrow, and the rest of your life. All right, and we are back here on Moments of Conversation. I am your host, Marion Afua. Thank you so much for joining us on this wonderful morning. We are joined today, of course, always by my cohort, uh, Brother Guru, today. We're talking about meditation and the power of meditation here on Moments of Conversation. Those of you that are listening via the Internet, thank you. And on the phone line, if you want to get in the conversation, all you have to do is push 1 if you're already on the phone line. And if you are listening via the Internet, um, I do have my Moments of Conversation Facebook page up if you want to send me a message on Facebook. 
Again, Moments of Conversation does have a page as well as my company, Mariner Ford Enterprises, and really want to take some time out um, just to invite you all to join me for the moment, excuse me, for Living Exponentially on Purpose Seminars. I'm going to be in Dearborn, Michigan on April 18th, and I'm going to be in uh, the Chicago, Illinois area. I think it's actually a suburb, they said, outside of Chicago, but uh, it will be in that area on the 28th of April, and then I'll be in Baltimore, Maryland with Reverend Dr. Craig Wright. We're going to um, join together, and that will be an all-day seminar, obviously, with both of us doing it. And then we will be, um, I'll be in Louisville, Kentucky with Miss Gigi, who's going to support me down there. Y'all know her, Miss Gigi Blue, the indigo, blue indigo child, <laughs> which we're going to talk about a little bit today on the program. And then I'll come back from Louisville, Kentucky on the 17th and end up in uh, Phoenix, Arizona on the 25th. Y'all know I'm going home. i got to do that. So we will be there. So join me on Living Exponentially. Go to my website at afuaspeaks.com, E-F-U-A-Speaks.com, and find out more and register. Keep registering. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Check out that feedback. That is actual feedback from people. So we'll talk to you soon. Dr. Guru. Yes. You let me get all that in, didn't you? Next time I'll make you talk about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a mouthful right there. I will definitely have to do a lot of breathing. <laughs> wow! Is that I'm a good sure drink, of? Yes, definitely. I'm sure you drink plenty of water because uh, I see you have a lot of events that you are uh, doing this year to help the community, and I commend yes. you for that. Yes, you know, I, I committed um, here in Milwaukee to do the monthly first Monday of every month. I committed to be back here in Milwaukee and uh, do this community action forum moderator, and I'm telling you, it, it takes some time, you know, it, it takes work, you know, because, you know, our community is in so many different levels of um, existing, and so just across the nation, I mean, communities are in need of some healing and restoration, and so, you know, having to pour that out is, is something that I'm, I'm just like, hmm, all right, I'm, trust me, I, I meditate, <laughs> really, I meditate. Because you have to, because there's so much going on, in particular in my hometown. I did a group meditation with um, um, the entire room because there was a, a radio station that was taken from us, and then there's only one. And this particular radio station is kind of, you know, kind of monopolizing because they understand they're the single radio station that, that feeds into the black African-American community and and, uh, you know, we want to have a conversation with them. Like, how do we address that? How do we work together? How about that? Mm-hmm. And let's be mutually beneficial to everyone. So, anyway, enough about that. Enough about me. It's about meditation today. Yes, yes, yes. And it all goes hand in hand. Like you were saying earlier, how important it is, considering all the things you do, to take those minutes, you know, during the course of your day and just relax and go into that silence because, you know, it helps to give you focus, it rejuvenates you, it's healing, you know, it's so many benefits. It's it's really Mm -hmm. incredible, as natural and simple as it is, you know. Absolutely. So what were you saying again about the elderly? Um, Let's go back to that. Yeah, so, you know, as I um, do what I do and I started thinking, my mom, of course, it always starts, Genesis begins with you. 
And um, I just, you know, find that that's something we could do with that we practice with the elders like we do with ourselves. I mean, most of us are mid-years, and so um, we tend to do that, like when we get into our 30s, if you're lucky, your 20s. But, you know, and then we kind of, some people who have never been exposed to it, but um, I had the opportunity to go to a, um, I, I can't even call it, maybe it's like a senior day program or something, and part of their process was to do meditation and kind of yoga for the elderly. Wow. And and I thought that was so phenomenal. You know, as I'm sitting there volunteering, I'm going, this is awesome. Because meditation is about balance mentally and physically and and emotionally, because a lot of times many of them are there. They they live in this particular, I think they live in a center, like a group home or senior citizen's home, and then they all come, uh, they come to this day treatment program. And I was there to entertain them that day. But I was able, I got there early, so I was able to see them doing their meditation. And um, so as I said, I was just thinking about it, because I do meditation with my children, and people are always in shock. And uh but I thought it was important because it treats, the, you know, just so y'all know, meditation can assist you with depression, definitely works with stress, we know that, and anxiety. But can you imagine how that works for those elders? I was I was blown away. So I'm saying that the meditation, let's start doing that with your elders Take some quiet time out with them and let them just reflect quietly. Most of them probably do it, but not in a formalized way. But I would love to see that become more of a a transcendental process for them because they do it probably already because they may go back into nostalgia or they may go back into their their, uh, previous times. They already have the foundation for it. And at that point, you know, it's going to allow them to really be able to truly take away some of their aches and pains that they may be experiencing, take away some of their sadness at that moment of possibly missing their families or their loved ones. Meditation, y'all, with the elderly. So I just wanted to share that part. That's all I wanted to say, really, Brother Google. And so I do with my mother. I've been having her do it. And she has to admit she used to get these headaches, and she told me she doesn't get her headaches anymore. Wow. Isn't that something? I told you meditation will give you the code because just think about it. Your body is going into a state of total, complete silence. And it's almost like you're doing a, I'm using the word osmosis or like filtration process. Mm. I just, you know, where you're just kind of letting every thought that, that kind of pops in your head come in and then you either keep it or you or you let it go. Um, so that you can begin to, um, you can you can kind of begin to to you you really are you are transforming the energies that have been shared with you, and what better way to do that? I mean, what what elder does not deserve that opportunity to be able to have that kind of peace and harmony and, and what we call the Zen? Is that the Zen? Is that what they call mm-hmm. the Zen? Um, meditation. I know. I probably, I've, I've never been one for the words. I just know what to do. I, I tell you all the time. I thought everyone did this kind of stuff. I wasn't aware. I just been doing it. 
So I want to encourage you, you know, and so I was looking up these articles and I found a couple of articles that talked about the power of that and how they say that a lot of elders who have rheumatoid arthritis, that they have found that when they meditate and do yoga, that it takes away their pain and they become more um, flexible. They take less medication. Hmm? Yes. Remember when we're deep breathing that our heart rate and blood pressure slows down. Ah. Yes. yes, indeed. Yeah, I, I can recall uh, once I had a few injuries and as I was going to physical therapy, uh, one of my therapists, as she would... um move and massage my body, she would tell me to inhale and she would hold, say, my arm, and then when she say exhale, then she would move it, you know. Uh-huh. It's like I'm breathing the uh, stagnation of the negative energy out of it, and then she would tell me to inhale and she put it back to rest. And, of course, being that she has her hands on my arm, I would focus on my arm and I would inhale, and I'm basically inhaling uh, positive energy and life into that area. And then when I exhale, she'd move it, and I'd, um, you know, like say, for example, I'd draw that stagnation and things out of it. It's definitely awesome. Uh, while you were saying that, I was thinking about these um, old ladies called the Delaney sisters. They were twins. Yes. You heard of them? They were especially on TV yes. about them. Yeah. They were a hundred and something years old. Go ahead. What was you gonna say? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No. They 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 practiced yoga and breathing. You know, that's what they did most of their life. It was awesome. Very intriguing. Yeah, because you know, and and you know, I, they were someone that I thought about initially, and that was that they were doing that. You know, but it it really is, and that's what she said. She said it just gave them a whole different perspective. On life, because I have come down with one of my one of my examples of some elders that I was aware of uh, that does that participated in that meditation process, and I thought that some churches are starting to do that. I mean, you ever, you know, you know, maybe that moment of silence stuff. That's really a form of meditation. Mm. Oh yeah. You know, you know do that because you're sitting oh, yes. there. Yeah, and um, there was a study. I was trying to find this one study that um, I came across. Um, a couple of months ago, isn't it crazy? Well, not crazy. It is divinely ordered that sometimes you are brought to subjects and matters, and then you realize that, you know, months down the road that you've been given this opportunity to see this signal and um, is uh, uh, available to you. So I read this article, and I can't find it. I'm recall I was somewhere, maybe I was in uh, my physician's office, because my physician um is an Eastern doctor, and uh, she's an endocrinologist, and she, she, you know, blends medicine naturopathically with the Western medicine. So if you're more naturopathic, she works with you in that capacity, which is me, or if you want to do more Western medicine, she obviously is aware of that. She's trained in both. And she and I were talking about uh, meditation, but the article was in her office. Mm. And it was just saying that... Um, a lot of senior citizens are, you know, are the biggest obstacles, of course, getting into understand it's not taken away from their religious um, beliefs and practices, but it's only, you know, enhancing their spiritual positive, you know, have so many positive uh, rewards for their lives. And 
to remind them, you know, as I said earlier, you don't have to sit cross-legged on the floor and learn a mantra and, you know, go through all this stuff. You just need to just start deep breathing and focusing on what you really want. Like you said, the intention of when that physical therapist was having you deep breathe and you said you're pulling in all the positives, all the love, all the healing, all the creativity, all of the um, flexibility to be restored back into your body, right? That's what we need to focus on with our elders because they deserve that peace. They deserve to be reminded and and replenished on a regular basis that they have a contribution that we honor and respect. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. I hear some of y'all. I hear some of y'all. But, you know, that, that's really what it's about is really getting to that place where we can um, embrace meditation and, and know that it is a good thing. Truly it is. Y'all go ahead and take some time out. Get balanced and know what it's about. Get balanced and experience meditation at a level that allows you to really, really release and let go and Experience and listen and learn the assignment, the codes for your assignment, the directions for your assignment. I can't get away from that. That has really been something that's been um, speaking to me, this whole idea of you getting ready for your assignment. So many of us, Guru, are ignoring yes. our assignments. Why is that? Why do you think we ignore our assignments, Guru? Mm-hmm. Why are we yes, afraid sir. of meditation? Why are we afraid of meditation, do you think? I think it's because of um, in this world today, we are basically um, the only way things don't do it, we're conditioned to believe that the only way things work is to keep our hand on the pulse. You know, so in order for, you know, like they say, if it's going to be, it's up to me. In order for me to get this money to take care of my family, whatever, I got to go out and get it. You know, in order for me to get to the store to get these groceries, I got to go out and do it. You know, in order for this house to be clean, I got to clean it. So it's always I have to, I have to, I have to. But when we're lost or confused or unsure of things, what's the first thing we do? We stop and we be still. And then we basically go inside, whether we know it or not, we basically go inside. So that's when we connect to that internal compass, if I can call it a compass. Mm-hmm. And it navigates us in which way we're really supposed to go. And just like you were saying, if we do that more often, often if we make that a practice, things will definitely fall into place, you know, because we got to think about nature. Nature never, Nature is never in haste. Absolutely. Well, I like that. Nature is never in haste. Huh. I like that, good. So if it's not in haste, then that means we should be slowing down. I want to see, can I find my phone? Keep talking, Guru. I'm with you on that Um, because, (laughs) wow, wow. So so that goes back to what I talked about, about being in the oneness with the divine um, creator and understanding how we're interconnected to all that is the creation. Because if we're going to if we're going to slow down, then there has to be 
we have to be able to recognize that the uh, connection we have with nature, as I often say, mm-hmm. is you can't function until you understand that you're one with nature. So listen to the messages. Oh, thank you. That was my message the other day. Okay. So <laughs> if, if you're mm-hmm. going to uh, slow, if you're going to slow down, that means you're taking time out to hear and see the messages that are surrounding you. And I think that you're absolutely right, Google, because I had to find, check myself one day. Because I found that I, I I was losing stuff, I was looking for stuff, couldn't couldn't find anything, and all of a sudden, as I said, you know, I stopped. I see the opportunities and possibilities that are around me, and I and it really made a difference in my understanding what I needed to get done that day. Because Gandhi has a um, Hotme Gandhi has a saying that says, "What's the point of running so fast if you're running in the wrong direction?" <laughs> Hmm? Yes, you're running so fast, but you're running in the wrong direction. And so, you know, we all know who Mahatma Gandhi was. He was a man of, of esteemed wisdom and inspired a lot of other individuals and continues to inspire us. But that just made so much sense to me. Like, it just checked me right there at that moment. And that's why I said if you are open, if you allow yourself to receive the messages, to train your mind, your body, to surrender to the divine spirit, the presence that is always present, the omnipresence of the divine spirit, the the omniscience of the divine spirit, meaning the, the knowledge, the wisdom, the, the, the knowing of that, and recognize that within you, you will find out that so much of what we give to people and what we attempt to believe people want and need from us, mm-hmm. it's not at all. Oh, I'm, now I'm about to go into my seminar. But I really want to tell you about, like, to live exponentially, there's like a hidden agenda that you have to accept for your life. And it's not really hidden. It's hidden from us because we're moving so fast, because we we have been shifted into different perspectives, right? We've been taken into a different perspective for that. But, you know, I, I think I found the song. I think I found the song. So let's see if it'll play for us today. You know, you never know with this kind of stuff. So let's see to the play. Oh, it's doing it. So far from
Guru, can you hear me? We had a few technical difficulties, y'all, but we gonna be all right. Yes, I can hear you. I thought I thought I was. I thought I dropped. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. It just kind of it kind of froze or something. But you know what? Let's, we're gonna play it again because I think we need to hear that song. It was "Slow Down" by Andy Irie. And you know how we do it here at Moments of Conversation. We don't give up, but we know there's a message. And that song was playing. I was saying to myself that that song was. Oh, are you there, Guru? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay. Now, I was saying uh, as we were going forward, I don't. I'm not even aware. This thing is um, kind of not giving me a register of my voice. So, you just kind of let me know if I fall out. If I fall out again, are you there? Yes, I'm. I'm here. I can hear you. Loud, okay. loud and clear. Oh. Yeah, because I'm like, this is really going backwards today, but it's all good. But but the song just kind of said, you know. Slow down. You know, you, you you got everything that you're, you're praying for patience and you're just moving, moving, moving. And she says, her mama says, slow down, baby, you're moving too fast. You got your hands in the air with your feet on the gas. About to wreck your future, running from your past. Mm. <laughs> Trying to get me to do that today. Not today, not today. But, uh, yeah, you know, that that really is, you said it. But, yeah, you, you said it. You know, nature is naturally moving at a smooth and static pace that is, you know, homeostasis. You know, that's when everything is in balance and harmony and oneness, and that's what your body needs to be in to be at optimal level health. So, Guru, we got about eight minutes to the top of the hour. Um, when we come back, you can share with us a little bit more. We're going to talk a little bit more here on Google. Again, those of you on the phone lines, I love that y'all are listening. We would love for you to talk to us, though. So. Uh, we had about seven people on the phone lines, and they just kind of listened. I can see it might be more than that because this actually goes down, but uh, actually it's more than seven. Sorry. Uh, got quite a few folks on the phone lines. Apologies. And a lot more folks listening via the Internet. So thank you for that. And those of you that are um, guests in the chat room, thank you for joining us. If you want to get in and stop being a guest, all you have to do is go and an account. doesn't mean you have to have a show. doesn't mean that someone's going to call you and harass you. It just means that you will be able to type in the chat room your questions or comments and be interactively involved with us here on Moments of Conversation. So the guru, we were talking about, um, about our final, final thoughts about meditation. What are your suggestions? Like is there a particular time you think we should suggest we do it, or what do you think? No. Um, well, I had a conversation with my godmother um, last year, and she was saying how, if at all possible, make it your business to try and do it the same time every day. You know, just like uh, when you go to the doctor and they prescribe medicine, they want you to take it at the same time every day for that duration. So once your body gets used to and your mind, your spirit gets used to that practice at that same time, it'll automatically be first nature. You know, it'll it'll just happen. You know, your body will prompt you to do that, you know. Um, Breathing in your belly you know, or your diaphragm or in, you know, whatever you want to call it in the lower part of your body. Because you notice when you get nervous and things of that nature, you tend to breathe up in your chest. But to exercise, Ooh. massage your muscles, 
belly because that way, you know, you're pulling your organs up and down as you're breathing and always breathe out your mouth and into your nose. Um, everybody basically needs to try various ways to see what really works for them because my godmother, she, believe it or not, she meditates. She lives in the city in New York, so she meditates while she's uh, on the buses in the subways, if, if you yeah. could believe that, you know, but that's what she tells me. That's what she gets her her best communications, and, uh, you know, I guess because uh, in that environment it's, it's so noisy that you really can't control it. So in order to really get inside, you know, you really have to shut out the outside world. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, when you said that, I was like, a subway. I'm just sitting here trying to take that in, but I guess that would really require you to focus and calm and quiet your mind because you have to block everything out. That is excellent practice. Oh, we should have your we should have your godmother on the program today, huh? <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, can you imagine it? Like you said, you're sitting there, you're on um, you're on this subway, and all think about all the sounds, all the movements, and I'll tell you what. You know how much trust you have to have to meditate on a subway. Mm-hmm. And she's out out east, right? Yes, indeed, East Coast. She's in uh, New York. So she's gonna have to trust that no harm will befall her, and that she'll be able to do this. Oh my goodness! Oh, we gotta get her on here. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk her. I mean, that's a, that's a powerful testament about. Um, the power of trusting the divine creator to just really be around you and know you and and do all that good stuff. I'm telling you, it's just, wow. Wow. Okay. Well, we're four minutes before the hour. Um, we're going to take another commercial break. We're going to come right back, and then we're going to talk about indigo children. I was trying to find my poem I wrote called Indigo, right, but I couldn't find it. I have too many books and too many <laughs> too many uh, binders of my information, and I couldn't remember which one I put it in, and I could not, definitely cannot remember the year that I wrote it. But I want to say I wrote it about seven, eight years ago. It might be ten years ago. It might be longer than that. But in the meantime, I want to thank everybody for joining us. Brother Guru, are you going to be able to hang around a little bit more, or you got to get out of here today? Yes, I will. I'll be around a little while longer. Okay, excellent. So when we come back from this commercial break, and I'm going to try to figure out what happened with our song, <laughs> and uh, we're going to come right back after this break here on uh, Moments of Conversation. One day, Experience transformation by unleashing your power. Discover and activate your talent, ability, passions, and the end result you desire. Join international transformation expert Marion Fuller at the Living Exponentially On Purpose Seminar. Learn how to maximize your greatest assets and live exponentially. For more information, visit www.efullspeaks.com. E-F-U-A speaks.com. Or call 414-604-6271. Live exponentially on purpose.
author Marion Afford has written two powerful and thought-provoking books, Not to My Reality, Encouragement While Dancing in the Storm, and Seeking Escape, A Conversational Journey to Your True Reality. They both offer therapy for the soul that is filled with empowerment and offer a code of conduct for an enhanced life and longevity. These books are available everywhere books are sold, including Amazon.com and MarianAfoorSpeaks.com. You can also join Marian Afour for moments of conversation on Blog Talk Radio, Tuesday and Thursday mornings, 10.30 a.m. Central, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Marian Afour, Not My Reality and Seeking Escape. Two books that you don't want to let miss out on your next book club or book conversation. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome again. We are here on Moments of Conversation today. You are joined by Brother Google and myself, Marion Afu, and we are talking about a various topics, one of them being um, meditation and the other, indigo children. So that's what we're going to be talking about in this segment of Moments of Conversation. Thank you all for joining us here and being our listeners and joining in the conversation. We ask that you share with other people as well that we are here on Tuesday and Thursday mornings at 10.30 a.m. Central, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. So we thank you for your continued support and efforts. Brother Guru, you said, before I went to break, you said you wanted to ask me a question. Uh-oh. Yes. What do you want to ask? <laughs> um, you, was, you was getting ready to uh, recite your poem on the Indigo Children. Uh, we spoke on meditation with the elderly. How about, uh, and you did say something about meditating with your children. The reason why I that came to me, you know how society tends to label children as ADHD and MDDR, whatever those acronyms mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Do you feel or do you think that meditation, because those children are definitely different. I don't really feel that um, they have an illness or a sickness. It's just that, like you said, indigo and crystal children, all of these new children that are coming in, to help and and guide us and remind us how important it is to you know be natural and to play, even though they're very hyper. But um, do you do you feel that? Uh, no. Yes. No, Go actually, ahead. you're 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 right on it. I mean, I as I initially when I <laughs> okay, I have to start this way in saying that meditation is something that I do do with my children, and now I'm mm-hmm. beginning to do it with my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And the, in particular with my grandchildren, I have a, a grandson that has been labeled or identified as autistic. And um, what I said was, uh, you know, for me, what I deal with him, I don't have the problems that everyone else says they, they have with him. And one of the things you have to understand is that our children, including ourselves, if you look at some of the people you grew up with, some of the most intelligent people were um, risk takers and they broke the rules and and, and um, they, they couldn't get along when you were trying to confine them and they didn't, they didn't follow some of our greatest accomplishments were accomplished by people who were saying, were, were could be perceived as being mentally ill or 
hyperactive or quote unquote autistic. I mean, look at Einstein. Hmm? Mm-hmm. So at that moment is when we need to begin to understand that our children, too, these children are coming here with the expectation that they have an assignment. It is adults who tell us that, you know, we need to focus on this, focus on that, and is our obedience to that the structure we have agreed to be a part of that to forget our assignment, our purpose, our reason for being here. So these indigo children, we do need to meditate. I teach my children. My youngest, uh, my grandson is seven. My daughter is nine. Um, and in Eastern cultures, you'll find that there's actually even here in the United States, there's even a place, oh, a whole city and town that does meditation. Like literally the town stops for meditation. Like the whole town just stops. In school, they teach and engage in meditation throughout the school day. And they found that their city and their town does so much better and that there's a greater level of peace and and there's a greater, there's less illness, less crime, less issues in that particular city. So definitely, so you're on to something. Because like you said, these indigo children, a.k.a. crystal children, you may have heard them, are often diagnosed with ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, attention deficit disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, that's something else we should think about, dyslexia, or any other type of learning disability. And and they don't want to be around people. They are unsocial because really their assignment is that they're here to um, to restore and bring yes. awareness to like the old systems of, of, um, of interactive existence. You know what I mean? If that makes if, if I'm saying that in the best, I'm trying to get too deep with it. But it really is about the place. There really are one like going. What do you mean you don't know how to get quiet? What do you mean you don't know how to be creative? What do you mean that you just want to sit still and let everything happen around you? And so they're so highly sensitive that you'll find a lot of our children have food allergies because they're not used to all this processed stuff. They're not look. They're not used to the way our atmospheres have been filled with all these extra combination of chemicals, all these extra um, loud and extra bright situations. So they are here to commune and represent the divine communion with the universe. Hmm? Yes, wow, yes, indeed. Kind of reboot the system in in a gentle and loving way, huh? Yes, yes, because if you have a child that is an indigo child, right? If you have a child or what you people call them crystal beings or, or whatever, but think about even those terms. Indigo is that one color of the rainbow that's really difficult to see, remember? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the most right. translucent. It's the one that, that, that is the, the, the one that you have to really try to see. That high vibration. The, the high, there you go, the highest self-realization of existence. The crystal, look at what a crystal is. A crystal is something that's precious, you know, and, and it's something that you have to be very gentle with. You have to tend to it very differently. So that's what our children, so it is a message. Again, it is a coding that we have to be willing to address, not just hide it, not just, you know, try to stop it from doing it. 
And um, even my son says to me, um, my mom, I, you know, I'm taking care of the hippie today because he knows that there are times when we just have to be, quote, unquote, the hippie. Our family talks about us, or we call them flower children, mm-hmm. right? The ones that are always in tune with nature, the ones that are seeking to find balance and harmony. See, they're self-guided, so they're going to be strong-willed because there's nothing more powerful than the divine creator. Yes. They're going to be outspoken, right, because, you know, an indigo child is the divine presence with you. For real, like we all are, but like they're not afraid to activate it. Mm-hmm. They came to activate it. They came into the physical activated. Right. <laughs> right. They're not waiting for you to say, you have permission to be the higher self. They're like, I am the higher self. You tripping. Leave me alone. You are not trying to get here. And so we engage in that type of existence with these children. And um, a lot of them um, really are functioning from that third eye perspective, right? Because that's mm-hmm. the, you know, it's, it's a, all about the third eye and the knowing and the predestined of intuition and, and what people call, um, I'm not even sure what, the ones that can see things and hear things, they're, in, they're empathic and they're, they're um, kinetic. Kineticists, they, they're able to, you know, do things kinetically. You know, they learn that way. They got to touch and feel. They got to, they see things, and they can smell things. And I'm telling you, you know, and even as an adult person who now understands what that's like when I look back on my life and I can look at my children, you know, you have to really set up some things in your home, and you got to be careful, right? You have to be very cautious of how you set this up. So these indigo children are not evil children. You have not been cursed. You didn't do anything. You are. You have been honored even more because all of our children are treasures. All of us have a level of indigo, indigo and crystal in us. The question is whether or not we are going to activate it. And some of us come here, as you said, Guru, activating it already. Right? We're... We're, we're they're, our children are, and I'm not saying a disrespectful child. I'm talking about a child that says stuff, and you're like, "Ooh, that's true." Right? They're beyond. You know, they say an old soul. Remember that kind of a conversation people have? Oh, that child has an old soul, or that child's beyond their years, or something of that sort. Some sort of that. That that's the one that you want to listen to, and oftentimes if we don't if we don't nurture that knowing of them. Right, and know how to handle their energy and allow them the time to just be and allow them some time to kind of express themselves. Um, I recently was watching Agape Live in um, Agape International Spiritual Center. I think it was Sunday. And um, Reverend Beckworth was closing out the service, and this little girl went to up on stage and hugged him. These two little girls got up, and they were coming. And one got up there, and she grabbed his hand, and then she just started jumping and jumping, just jumping up and down, like, you know, just jumping up and down. And so finally he said, what's going on? And she said, I always jump when I'm excited. So it was such a spiritual experience, right? So she was ignited. Now, someone would say, get that child and sit her down, but he didn't. And then this other child came up and had, like, a little stuffed bear. 
and she while he was talking in the in the service, she was put, she was behind his head putting up the little the little toy <laughs> there, you know, behind him as if he was talking too. So just to embrace that energy, that natural excitedness that children have, because that was a very spiritual service that day. I mean, like even though I wasn't physically there, I was here and I was watching it via the live broadcast, the video broadcast. Mm -hmm. The resonation of that energy, that vibration was so powerful, so spiritual. Even now, like I feel myself getting super, my hands and body is becoming ignited again, just recalling it. But it was that type of thing, right? So we have to be aware that when these children are, we are honored to have these children in us. We want to make sure that we take time out to place them in environments that don't contradict what they represent. So they are going to have food allergies. They are going to require a little more attention. Yes. They are going to have, <laughs> they're going to keep you on your toes. Mm-hmm. They're going to have much more to say. <laughs> yes. Come on. Look, ergo, you're your grandchild, right? Yes, indeed. You have a, you have how he just like, even from like infancy, just kind of chatting and saying the things that need to get said and, you know, making sure that he's, he's acknowledged and and um, you know that's what that's what they do. Yes, that's indeed. what they do. That's who they are. Yes, indeed. And like it says in the Bible, only like only with childlike qualities can you enter in the gates of heaven. You know, because uh-huh. you can't go in there as an adult with your preconceived notions and how you feel and want things to be. No, because you know you're not the Most High. You're not God. You know, you're stepping into His. Uh, Dominion mm-hmm. or whatever. So you know, everything has mm-hmm. to revert back. You know, you know. Absolutely. And, uh, these children definitely are coming with a message. You know, but we need to give them the right and the chance to listen. Because if we don't, you know, it's not like a uh, smooth traveling water. Then there's friction. You know, mm-hmm. metal on metal on metal. You know, that's going to cause sparks. Absolutely. You, know, you might as well stay in that divine light and that harmony and just listen and learn. You know. hmm. It's very, very, very keen way to say that. You know, um, some people make a distinction between crystal children and um, and uh, indigo children, and they'll say that the Christian, the Christian, the crystal children um, are the ones that are born lighter, like you know, since 1995, or like at, starting in 1995, these crystal children started coming. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that they're the ones. I'm gonna. This is just. Um, I just happen to have uh, uh, this book by uh, Doreen Virtue because it, I'm not even sure how I got this. It's called Crystal Children. I'm looking at my bookshelf. You see how the mind just puts stuff in front of you. I'm just telling you. Mm-hmm. Just put the book out the box. Maybe this week, last week. But anyway, it's. She says. She says characteristics of a crystal child. This is according to Doreen Virtue. Uh, she wrote this book in 2003. It's called The Crystal Children, A Guide to the Newest Generation of Psychic and Sensitive Children. She says, crystal children, usually born in 1995 or later, they possess possesses large eyes with intense stare, have magnetic personalities, are highly affectionate, 
start talking later in childhood are very musically oriented and they sing before talking, use telepathic uh, methods or self-invented sign language to communicate, may be diagnosed with autism or Asperger's syndrome, are even tempered, sweet and loving, are forgiving of others, are highly sensitive and empathetic, Mm. are very much connected to nature and animals, exhibit healing abilities, are quite interested in crystals and rocks, often discuss angels, spiritual guides, and past life memories, are extremely artistic and creative, prefer vegan meals and juices to regular foods, may be fearless explorers and climbers with an amazing sense of balance. <laughs> wow. Isn't that something? Yes, indeed. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't that say something? It says a lot because uh, if you give uh, those words a chance within your mind and let it marinate, you could look mm-hmm. at children in your family or around you that depicts mm-hmm. that kind of child. You know how a lot of people say, you know, you got a year-old or a, two-year, a two-year-old or so child that doesn't talk. Oh, you need to take that child to get speech lessons. No. Why? There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that child. That child is speaking in another way. That child just hasn't figured out how to use the language that we use, but that child speaks to us all the time. You should hear my grandson. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, he never stops. I don't understand what he's saying, but it's blah, 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 even though he's only 16 months. But, yeah, exactly, you yeah. know. Absolutely. You know, and so that's why I said I wanted to talk about this because I get so many parents you know, uh, as I said, as, a edu- as an educator, you're always looking. And people can understand, like, how, as an educator, I can take the, the child that they said had the most issues, and they would come into my into my environment to see if I was working in the office as an administrator or when I was in the classroom. We got along fine, mm-hmm. right? You know, what is it? Because I, I, I experienced a lot of children that were not audible, or they were selectively audible. Mm-hmm. They called it selective muting or whatever they called it. That was a term they've come up with. And uh, I just say, they're like, well, why is she talking to you? Or why is he, why is he up after? Because that's what they do. They got to know that you're authentic. They got to know that you really deserve to be recognized for authority. They really want to know what do you have to contribute back into this universe as they are, because they're here to do that, you know. So, um, yeah, so that's what indigo children are, and some of us are indigo children, and like I said, we have tried to put um, times and uh, they've tried to put, uh, you know, time constraints on when they were born, et cetera, et cetera. You can take it, but just know that we exist. Indigo children and crystal children do exist, and that they have a divine calling, and they are, as you do, and they're just a little more astute and aware, and it's up to us to um, harness that, really harness it, and let's make it work. That's what I want to say about that today. (laughs) And I'll tell you something else. A lot of adults that have been classified as schizophrenic or, um, what's another word, 
And some adults are getting diagnosed like with ADHD too. I noticed that in recent uh, connections with people. Mm-hmm. Manic depressive. Uh, yeah, yeah, like that kind of stuff. You know, some of those people are not really. They're just they just been misguided, right? Um, misdiagnosed, I should say, because they've been told that something is wrong. So a lot of times their gifts have just been misunderstood, and, and their telepathic abilities you know, are something that people misunderstand, and they are real. They are real, y'all. You can really, you really do exist. Don't fight it. Just do a little, just do a little internal research for yourself to find out whether or not, not whether or not, find out how you can activate your gifts that you have been gifted with because we all have been gifted with them. And that doesn't mean you go out and start trying to, you know, start a line open up a spiritual center, but what it does mean is that you're going to begin to exercise that gift that you've been given. Those internal That's muscles. Mm-hmm. Those spiritual yeah. muscles. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because I, like I, so often we just want to put people in boxes because mm-hmm. I often say this, why do I have to conform to, to your fears and your uncomfortability level. Why do I have to do that? If I'm not uncomfortable, why do I have to be made to be uncomfortable? Because you're uncomfortable. Maybe you should come to my level of comfort. Give up being uncomfortable and become comfortable. Because most of the times we're uncomfortable, we're uncomfortable because that's not what we're supposed to be. Not part of our natural frequency, yeah, and vibration. That's Mm. not what it's about. So that's all I'm going to say today. That's all I'm going to say today, I think. Oh, a lot of folks are, look, now everybody quiet. Oh, she's gotten into that ram again. Don't let that stop you. Give me a call. Push one, y'all, that are on this phone line and give us some feedback on this conversation. And um, we will continue our conversation here on Moments of Conversation. We are joined today by Brother Guru. As always, whenever he comes in, we are balancing out. Guru, I heard you want to say something, so but I'm going to take this quick break, and um, we'll be right back after these words. coach, minister, author, and inspirational speaker. These are just a few titles used to describe Marion Ifua. But her name says it all. She is an innovator and bringer of change. If you desire to change for the better, contact Marion Ifua at 480-269-1038. 480-269-1038 or by visiting ifuaspeaks.com. E-F-U-A-Speaks.com. Marion Ifua, change for today 
tomorrow, and the rest of your life. Experience transformation by unleashing your power. Discover and activate your talent, abilities, passions, and the end result you desire. Join international transformation expert Marion Fuller at the Living Exponentially On Purpose Seminar. Learn how to maximize your greatest assets and live exponentially. For more information, visit www.efullspeaks.com. E-F-U-A speaks.com. Or call 414-604-6271. Live exponentially on purpose.
We are back here on Moments of Conversation. That was still a time in when I give my love. Yes, y'all know. All right, we're going to give our love more more freely, more more openly, without conditions. And just know, don't give it all and give it for sure. That's what it's about. Taking our time to make sure that we do that. And that's what we're talking about here. I'm about to bring a meditation we talked about our indigo and crystal children. That's what we're talking about here today on Moments of Conversation. I want to thank everyone who has been joining us here today on the phone lines. That y'all being quiet today, and I'm going to let y'all be quiet, but you know, don't wait until we get ready to get off air and then everybody wants to push one and figure out, yeah, you know, I'm going to do a few readings. I got a message on Facebook about that. And um, you're going to do a few readings um, as time permits as we get toward the end. And uh, we'll be fine. So join the conversation. Here on Moments of Conversation, we're here again Tuesday and Thursday mornings at 10.30 a.m. Central Time, 11.30 a.m. on the East Coast Time. Today our guest, as always, our own wonderful, you know what, he's our co-host. We're going to quit talking about he's a guest. Are you a guest guru? Um, what you always, Empress. We are one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. My brother is always assisting me, so I appreciate that. So we were talking about these indigo children. So what do you, what are you saying? I want you to go back and talk about how you were talking about these um, misdiagnoses that you were talking about with these children. Tell me about some of the things that are going on down there where you are. That you talking about some of the some of the communities that are that are surrounding you that are doing some metaphysical type healing, or I don't even know what the term is. Is it cultural awareness, metaphysical cultural awareness? I don't know what the term is down there. What is the time yeah. Um <laughs> I, I don't I don't really know either in <laughs> you know. That's that's that man science again, you know. Oh yeah. they always wanna uh put labels in you know what I mean it it's good for communication, but um overall it's 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 not new. So you know, um I don't know. Well I really haven't seen too much or too many places down here in the Carolinas, but um, I know that it's definitely a necessity for us to return to those old and ancient ways because um, society and technology and the desire to advance, you know, you're compelled to always put a label on something, you know, the new this and the new that. You know, and all that does really is bring on confusion. And that's another reason why, you know, this this discussion was so important because it's it's very important to just relax and be. I don't know how many uh, people in the audience have had animals, but if you have a cat or a dog and they're not doing well or feeling well, all they do is rest. They don't eat. They might drink a little bit of water, but they rest. You know, and that's that's just like rebooting yourself. You know, your computer is acting up. You can't get to a particular program or website. What do you do? Shut it off and bring it back up again. That's all meditation really is, you know. And like you're saying, going back to these children, anything or anyone that is new, meaning a child, yeah, there's certain things that we need to teach that child or, you know, inform that child of. As they grow, you know, the stove is hot and blah, blah, blah. You know, but they also are coming 
to us and through us with a message for us. So we should give them the opportunity and the right to uh, give us their knowing. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you know, you're trying to say, yeah, you, you're right. I mean, I like how you said that. It's the simple things that we need to do instead of trying to control. I never, you know, I often ask people when they start giving me all these rules and expectations and you shouldn't do this, this is not the way it's supposed to be, you can't do this. And I said, I've never, like, how do you say that you're representing the image and likeness of the divine creator, that you are the representation of the imminent representation of a divine creator, yet you're always trying to constrain things to be in one place. There's nothing in nature that is just confined, you know? Water goes through different stages. Trees go through different stages. Animals go through different stages of development and and hibernation, and then they're active. So why why do you try to conform me to just be in one state of existence? Wow. That's right. (laughs) Everything is up and flow, right? Yes, yes. (laughs) You know, and so as adults, for ourselves as well as for our children, we need to be aware, especially if you believe your child, all of us really are innately crystal or indigo children, but we need to be aware if in particular you are recognizing that your child is. I mean, now you have this new level of information you be really aware about what they're eating and drinking and understand that their bodies are extra sensitive. So we got to yes. be able to recognize, you know, what sugars or chemicals or, you know, foods are going to cause this, these, these imbalances in their systems. And so, like, I know for my I – was, I was floored when I realized that my children had these different allergies. Like, I'd never experienced that before. Like, how am I – whatever, even myself. When I began to experience more of a higher level of acceptance of my spiritual gifts and my uh, knowledge, I got I acquired food allergies to things I had been eating all my life. We grew up by the water, and we ate seafood. <laughs> Duh, you're by the ocean, you're going to eat seafood, you know. And um, I can't eat it. I'm not, I, I can't even be in a room with it. Like if I come into your house and you're cooking seafood, like shrimp, crab, lobster stuff, I I will begin to have a violent allergic reaction. Mm. Huh? Same thing with like certain um, certain grains and things. I have to watch the amount of grains that I eat. I have to watch, you know, and then I started getting like a vitamin D deficiency. Like I realized I have to be in the sun, which is ergo, which is why I move to an area that has a greater amount of sun. So just being cognitively aware of your children's allergies and when you find your children acting up more, maybe it's the type of lighting that you have in your house, maybe the type of energy that you have in your house. Our children, like you said, Brother Guru, I hate to say this, you know, not saying our children are animals, but I'm just saying, you know, if you ever notice like an animal can tell when there's like a negative vibe, they can kind of warn you. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how these these children are super sensitive. All children are, but these children are super sensitive, and they may begin to act out and they may begin to express themselves because there's an energy flow that needs to be addressed. So you need to find ways to ground and balance your child's energy, and one of those ways is meditation. Right, we need to begin to show them how to meditate. 
we begin to show them how to release the the extra energies that are in them because our bodies are electric magnetic electric magnetic um, um, instruments that we have been given. So our children will be able to sense and things are going. And sometimes, like I know for me, I will put my hands together or maybe we start wrenching our hands or rubbing our hands together. Just gently rub them to allow them to get this energetic force between their hands that will allow them, you know, to kind of become more grounded. Take time to help them understand how important it is to keep the energy balanced in their body. And that just simply just by, you know, rubbing your hands together, you know, and then that energy force will form in their palms, but then they can kind of allow it to spread and come back into balance. That's so important. Another thing, you know, I do with my children is I just get us together and we sit still. We don't do anything. Letting them just put their feet on the floor, letting them get back in touch with nature, letting them walk out in the yard and have their feet on the ground, on the grass, letting them actually spend some time outside. Let, take them to a park. Let them go somewhere and let them run around if you live in this urban area. Take them somewhere where they can be in touch with nature. Allow them to feel the natural part of the flow of energy. I noticed that, um, you know, this kind of, you talked about metal earlier, uh, Guru. Mm-hmm. This is an old thing, like old school, old school, y'all may know, you know. But um, when you take a metal spoon, when your children are like really hyper, like say like a, like a, a silver spoon, you know what I'm talking about? Like, but I guess they don't make silver anymore. I don't, I don't know if spoons are silver anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just take them and you rub it across the bottom of the baby's feet. And I'm saying mm-hmm. maybe, but it could be a big child. You know, and that will also serve as a conduit to take some of that energy out of that child, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I told y'all too much. I told y'all too much. <laughs> wow. So that's the kind wow. of stuff you have to, you have, yeah, you know, because think about it, right? It's all electromagnetic, and we we are all, you know, this energy flow is real. It's not like it's the... Like it's foreign. It's not like it's not true. We know that it's real. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So we want to continue to to talk about that. But like I said, it's it's nothing different. There's only one spirit, and that's the divine spirit, the creator of all that the world is and shall be. Um, you may call him God, Allah. Uh, I'm not even sure. Yahweh, yeah. Yeah, Krishna, whatever the term is you use. Know that it's just a term to describe the thing that we all know unites us and that empowers us and allows us to have what we have and be who we are and exist as we are. I remind people all the time, if it divides you, then it's not the divine creator. Because the divine creator is one and everything works in balance and harmony. So we, too, need to restore ourselves back to that place of harmony so with that, Brother Guru, I'm gonna. We got about 20 minutes left. Can I make a if comment? All, go, of course. Go ahead. Um, I'm compelled to say that just like what you're talking about about uh, nutrition and feeding your children, mm-hmm. you know, they are definitely higher vibrating individuals. 
So you look at the colors of the foods that you're eating and that you feed them. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, peppers, uh, pears, bananas, you know, all of these things, they're higher colors, therefore, that vibration and thing. And, you know, the, the dark purples and berries and stuff like that, prunes, even prunes, you know, for the digestive tract. You know, all of these things, they're nutritious, but they also are medicines, you know. And if you take the time to buy some of these things, it's not expensive. You just got to be mindful of where you shop and how much you spend. You don't have to go in the store and buy nine bags of apples and things like that. You know, just two or three a day, you know, things of that nature. And what you do with it when you bring it home. But overall, you're doing these things to see the changes in your child when you feed these things to your children and yourself. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, let your home be a laboratory. Don't bring society in your home. Don't bring these labels and things in your home. Let it be like a little house on the prairie or whatever old show you used to watch, the Beverly, well, no, not the Beverly Hill Phillies, but, yeah, <laughs> That's right. Grant, Granny cooked those old vittles and whatnot. I don't know about the yes, pork she, and all of that. but It made her the, concoctions. She made her concoctions, right? Yes, indeed. And, you know, and these things are important, you know, just to go back to the simple things in life because society is complicated enough. And, you know, we got to protect our children. So, mm-hmm. you know, always speak your love and your truth, but speak your truth out of love first, you know. Absolutely, Google. And, and that's that's so important. So I say it, it really is about giving and surrendering. And that's why I want to talk about meditation and talk about these children because it really is about understanding that life is the divine creator. And so if you are in alignment and you have accepted that you are connected to the divine creator and you are an emulation here in this place of that divine creator, then you have to exemplify love, which means you're going to have longevity in your life, you're going to have peace in your life, and ultimately you'll be able to leave a legacy that is very similar to the life in which you led and exemplified here during your time span. So you you hit it right on the head. There are some changes you need to make. Um, I'm working on getting Cicely to come over um, and talk to us one morning. Her schedules have been conflicting the last couple of months to get her on here to talk about some foods and how do we balance it. I mean, it really is important. Genetically modified foods really do, really have, I was teaching my children in science class yesterday, I, I homeschooled it, so we were understand what I'm saying. And we were talking about natural selection and we were talking about dollar and, and all that good stuff. And, and I was like, well, you know, some of the foods, we did a research project to find out what foods are actually um you know, hybrid foods that were created by scientists or, or foods that were, quote, unquote, improved by scientists to be able to feed people. Mm-hmm. And my son came back with this list. He was like, Ma, these, I said, yes, yeah, sir. We have to really be aware of, of the genetic altering that goes into the foods we eat and the amount of chemicals that are produced. Everybody wants bigger and better, but sometimes that's not better for you. How about seedless? Hmm? Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, my, and that was my next one. Like, how do you, how do you take a seed out of a grape? Like, how, okay, so if the grape is seedless, how will I have more grapes? So <laughs> that alone tells you that. Or seedless cucumbers now I've seen somewhere, or seedless watermelons. And mm, I just, mm. I'm thinking to myself, like, really, we've gotten that 
um, <laughs> I'm not even sure what term to call us, that we don't even want to be bothered with the seeds, the purest essence, the beginnings of the thing we enjoy. You plant mm. seeds and allow them to grow because we should be producing fruit. Seeds remind us to produce something. Seeds remind us of the intentions and the possibilities, of the exponential possibilities of that seed. It's so important to get back to that. And um, I've been learning more and more of how to take things that I purchase. And we normally throw the roots away, for instance, you know, you might get an onion. How do you grow your own onion? So if you buy an organic onion or you buy an organic pineapple or organic fruit or something, you can be celery, you can begin to grow these things over again. Potatoes, you can begin to grow them and sprout them again, and then you create your own garden. Even in your home, you can create a garden. You can begin to do some things. If economically you cannot afford because, yes, unfortunately, society is aware that some of us are choosing to make better choices for our food, so they're labeling everything organic, they're labeling everything gluten-free, they're labeling everything, and they're putting prices on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we'll talk about that a whole other day, a whole other day. You know, I get going, you get me going on this food thing, Guru. You know better than that. You don't know better than going there. You know, but, but I often tell people, you know, if, you, if you've been diagnosed with something, you know, you do need to, you know, do the research, learn about it. Don't stop taking medication. And, yes, our, our, our food, the greatest pharmacy are the fruits and vegetables that we create or that are created naturally from, from, um, from the creator and from the earth. But be mindful that if there is an imbalance, you want to learn about that imbalance as best you can and understand. Like people, my son initially was diagnosed with asthma. Then I started doing research and I found out certain foods and certain types of materials exacerbate his condition. So when I began to do that, as well as getting him through some other processes, you know, we were able to, we haven't seen any of those types of attacks. All right, all right, we are back, and I apologize for that. Yeah, I, some kind of way, I got dropped. But we're talking today here on Moments of Conversation. I want to thank you the one who has joined us on today. We are here. Guru, you were like, what happened to her, right? <laughs> yes, indeed. Hello. <laughs> you talking about I'm breaking up. Yeah, I'm breaking up because I got dropped. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, but... uh yeah, so it's just, you know, I want to encourage everyone to, you know, go ahead and make that opportunity, as I was saying, to, to learn necessary what's best for you to get in, go inside, meditate, take some time out to uh, focus on you, get to know the innate person that you are, uh, the authentic person that you are, the one you were created and destined to be, and we're all waiting for and, and your contribution, and um 
I think I'm going to end today talking about breathe. I didn't, I couldn't find the meditation. I'm not the meditation. The um, the poem on indigo. I just remember the beginning, but I don't remember the rest. So I'm not going to have to something exactly that what I'm talking about. But I want to encourage you to have some balance in your life, and so that you can be the authentic self. Really, it is that part of you that is awaiting to be let free, to move into a state of liberation that allows us to be the greatest of who we are. Guru, why don't you give us a few final words, and then I'm going to say my few final words, and y'all folks, I got folks Facebooking me, and I'm saying to myself, that's not going to happen. <laughs> well, one thing you could have, could have did I was going to suggest earlier, anybody wants to call in and, and ask for a reading, they need to talk about some of their experience with meditation or with silence or when they've had epiphanies out of silence. But what I do want to say is, I don't know, everybody might not necessarily be um, out of the Christian-based faith, but those old songs that our parents and whatnot used to sing, like Peace Be Still, you know, mm. All of that, Absolutely. you know, the messages and all that information have always been there. But, you know, we need to, like you're saying, take the time to find out things for ourselves. Read those spiritual books or whatever and ponder some of those messages and what does it mean to me. You know, it's not about necessarily that reverend and what he has to say, but what does that book mm-hmm. say to you? What does those mm-hmm. words say to you? Because those words could be medicine to you, but you need to say them to yourself to get that answer, you know. That's all. Peace, love, and light. Oh, wow. That was quick. I was expecting this huge continuation. You ain't being quiet today, Google. (laughs) What is going on with you today? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, I, I wrote a note. I wrote a note, and I sent it to everybody and I, I placed it in their heart. So in order to read what else I have to say, I would appreciate for everybody to go inside themselves and find that note today. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I'm going to uh, take us out in a way, um, just reminding us of the breathing process that um, we can experience as we go in to find that note, that message from Guru, and I'm sending some intentions to some people and to the individual that was listening that was in doubt regarding, yeah, I still pick up people. You're on the phone line, I'm going to pick you up. If you're on the Internet, I'm going to pick you up. So um, to the individual that is experiencing the um, chest tightening that is a result of heartbreak or perceived heartbreak, if you just truly surrender to the idea that it is all good, it it was necessary, and it was needed. Sometimes we equip ourselves with kryptonite. If you're Superman, you know, imagine Superman, you know, kind of walking around with a little small piece of kryptonite. Sometimes we, we keep putting ourselves around the very thing that weakens us because we think that it is a part of us, but it's really not really not. So just accept that and move forward and um, somebody else is going to be shifting careers really soon. So, But you didn't call in, so oh well. 
All right, so here we go. Take in a deep breath and blow it out. This is not the end of the road. The act of breathing is automatic, but when we focus on our breathing, we accept peace and comfort that calms and heals and releases. With every deep breath, we become aware of the oxygen being distributed throughout our body, reviving our organs. Spiritually, breathing opens us up to receive the breath of the divine spirit, God, creator. With each inhalation, thank you, the God, creator, the physically, our chest begins to rise upward. Our shoulders let them fall down, allowing the weights of our stress to transfer onto the divine spirit, allowing the divine spirit to take them away and send them away, never to return again. Now with each exhalation, let's blow out the words and thoughts and feelings and emotions that need to be released. Let go of every script that is telling you that you're not good enough, that you cannot go through it, that you are not able to survive. Know that we are not alone. That as we take in our new breath, we are taking in the power to go through the storm, to know that we are one with the storm creator and the one that is able to end the storm and restore peace harmony, love, balance, truth, trust, honor, respect, dignity. Ah. Breathe it in and out. Rest in the knowing that as you breathe, you are being restored to a place that says, Everything you are is good enough, great enough, and finalized with an exclamation point that you are worthy of all the greatness and good that surrounds you. And so it is. Whew, that was all right with me. That was an example of a quick meditation. It didn't take long didn't take long because it's not about longevity and speeches. I just chose to voice it out this time. So with that, I am going to be wrapping up the program. Uh, Brother Guru has given his final words. Those are my final words, reminding you that my books are available on Amazon.com. They're available on my website. You can also join me in uh, Dearborn, Michigan on the 18th, the Chicago, Illinois area on the 28th, Join me and Reverend um, Dr. Craig, the numerologist and metaphysical practitioner on the 11th, uh, Miss Gigi over in Louisville, Kentucky, and then me in Phoenix, Arizona. So go to my website, check it out. Put the Guru, thanks again. As always, we did a show today, so quiet today. Ooh, I don't know. We must have opened up some wounds and had to put some salve on it today, huh? Mm-hmm. A lot of healing, a lot of healing, and I thank you. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm honored today that you all have taken time out to join us. We'll be here again on uh, Tuesday and Thursday. We'll be here on Thursday. Guess who's coming back on Thursday? That is none other than Miss Elizabeth Jade Nunley, the poet, the one we spoke to earlier in the month. 
She is going to be on sharing her poetry again with us and her insight and uh, revelation. So be sure to tune in for that. And we'll be back here. And I'll hopefully successfully give a key for appointment. She's going to, she's, uh, the, the guru chef is going to be coming on. So we'll see if we can get her on here to talk with us a little bit more on Thursday. So thanks again for joining us. And remember that when things begin to cloud your way, make you feel overwhelmed, like you just can't go on any longer, stop. Please see the opportunities and possibilities that are surrounding you. Know it is not the end of the road. It is just a moment in time. You've been equipped and qualified with everything you need to get beyond this moment because actually that is not your reality. The real reality is awaiting you. So push forward and know that after you breathe, it will be all good with you. Until next time, continue peace and blessings. Brother Guru, love you. Love you more. All right. Until next time. Thank you.